Hey, what's up, guys? This is Finn. And this is Heather. And welcome back to a brand new episode of The Best You Nation. Where we're here focused on managing your drive so that way you can optimize the 24 hours that you have in a day and live elevated. Make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast on all of your favorite platforms. Hey, 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 guys. What's up? This is The Best You Nation. And now this is the very first time we've used Zoom all year. I think... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, this is the, the very first time we've used it all year. I don't think we've used it since 2021, like right before um, I got that contract in Florida. Yes, I think the last time we did it was the, it was when you were Illinois. in, I keep wanting to say Chicago. It was Quincy, Illinois. Quincy, Illinois, that's right. That was the last time. Yeah, the Dang, Midwest, was- Midwest. Um, coming in hot, and we're excited to uh, give you guys just a, a – a really interesting um, episode, and this is also the season finale um, for this season. So um, it's exciting because, you know, we've talked a lot about like just insecurities and different fears and just different like uh, topics that I think are just super relatable to most people. And um, since we talked about so many different um, topics, I figured what better way to close out the season than to talk about a subject called compassion. And um, compassion is, uh, you know, we, 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 we like to think that most of us um, naturally just develop it. We have it it's just naturally ingrained in us. Um, but it's just like anything else. It's almost like a muscle. You can train it. You can increase it. So it's not just something that it's, you have it or you don't have it. It's just different degrees of, you know, if, how, how you're able to, I guess, quote unquote, flex that muscle. Yes. Exactly. And I think oftentimes those who just like, like you were to kind of run on from that example, it's like, which we'll talk about at some point throughout this episode today. It's just like any muscle group. If you overextend or overflex, you can cause damage and not necessarily the damage that is uh, harmful to others. And sometimes that like you overextend your arm doing a bicep curl, you could hurt your bicep pull a muscle and there's something we'll talk about later on in this episode that kind of corresponds with that but Mm -hmm. i'm excited because Mm -hmm. not only are we talking about something that i think kind of is integrated in our or embedded if i I could use a better word is embedded in our dna as humans uh it's also something that you and i as healthcare workers have to constantly revitalize week by week day by day because in the environments that we work in the environment that we were working in during COVID, it was, I would say it was probably really, really hard to regenerate the compassion. And I think when we think about compassion, we think about being kind, we think about doing things for other people, but there is an aspect, and I want to just pick your brain on this. When you hear the word compassion, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know we have a couple of housekeeping things too, not to like go backwards, but I wanted to still touch we'll, base. We'll, we can close out on that at the very end. Close it? Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll close out very strong with that. Um, when you hear the word compassion, now just be, you know, open-minded on how you respond to this because as a nurse, obviously you went into the field. There was something that sparked you to go, you know, to go into the field. Correct. Uh, when you hear the word compassion or when you think of compassion, what's like the first thing that comes to mind for you? Um, it's just um, at least and maybe this is the boring uh, way of looking at it. But con- to me, compassion is just sympathy towards others. 
Um, and I think that like we would, as a, as a world, as a, a people would benefit from developing um, compassion towards one another. It makes things a little bit easier for us to, uh, I guess, get along and to kind of see where the other side is coming from. I think it would be, I think it would make, like you said, I think life would be more, I feel like there would be less stress. I feel like there would be a lot less conflict between people. And if there is conflict, it would be things that are rational. Yeah. I feel like oftentimes we, we get so tongue-tied and twisted in, the, in what society has kind of put in our face. Um, so I think what you're saying is like actually a really good point because people do have an, a hard time being compassionate to somebody who may not be understanding or who well, may not really see it eye to eye with you. You know, it's actually really funny. Like, and uh, it's, it's just super ironic is when I was a kid, there was this, like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard this agree to disagree, right? Yeah. There was, it was just accepted. It was like one of those things where, all right, I don't see where you're coming from. You don't see where I'm coming from. I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Somewhere down the line from the 90s to the 2000 era, it just completely got dropped. Now it's turned into a situation where, hey, if you don't agree with me, then you're against me. Then you, I hate you. And it's like these strong emotions that are tied to like having an opposing view. Having an opposing view doesn't mean that you necessarily hate somebody or dislike somebody. That just means you, you don't think like they do. And I think that it's almost unfair for anybody to ask like, all right, hey, you don't think the way I do. And so because of that, I dislike you. Well, no two people are identically alike. Like you're your own, you're the only like you in the world. And like, that's what makes you so unique is no one can be the same. No one can have the same thought process. No one can be the same. So it's almost unfair for you to ask, hey, we may have similar thought process like in some people, but just because they have like, um, in one difference or maybe two or three differences doesn't mean that they're a bad person or they're against you that just means you just have to learn how to be like all right hey look i respect what you're saying i don't agree with it but i respect it nonetheless and i i guess we're going to have to just agree to disagree absolutely well this is this is something that i think that over the years i've had to essentially learn it's or i guess you could say flex the muscle because growing up i didn't feel like i really understood which i mean i don't think everybody at a young age really understands what compassion is but as developmentally i didn't really care or love or embrace people and have any kind of empathy for anyone um more so i was seeking sympathy looking for people's attention in the, in the situations where i uh wanted that sympathy from people right but one of the things that i, I was doing my little research and i was really wanting to understand what compassion was because we talk about compassion we talk about being compassionate and when we use words like compassion we don't always think about how you know how you actually act on that so like what compassion is essentially is not just it's not just being present but it's being a friendly kind presence in people's lives and it's, I'm going to touch back on what you were saying about like the indifferences and it's, it's being able to acknowledge the commonality between you and me and other people around the world when we can put those aside 
we can diminish the the indifferences, the 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 parts of our journey that are different, because no two people will share the most identical story. Even twins will not share an identical story or an, an identical journey. And it's because I think a lot of it starts off with a root, right? Like where we started as uh, as little people, little human beings. When we first, you know, was in our first stages of life, our parents gave us the foundation, laid down the ground. And to be fair, I think some people don't necessarily have the best role models to uh, guide them to be compassionate. So when we use the word compassion, I think that rings a bell differently for everybody. And for some people, they don't even know what compassion is because they weren't given the opportunity to really learn or understand. And that was kind of what I was talking about, that self-compassion. It's like that idea of, and I think we're talking about this off air, it's that loving yourself, like the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. It, It kind of comes back to the same idea with compassion. In order for you to be empathetic for somebody, you have to have some sort of emotion or some sort of, uh, I guess the word commonality with the, the indifference. So the, it's kind of, oh man, this is like reverse psychology right here, but because we're different, that's the commonality because yeah. no persons, no three persons are going to be the same. So even though the oxymoron is that we're different, that's the commonality that we are different. We look yeah. different. We talk different. We think differently, but we can find common ground. And I think it's in the world we live in today, it's A or B. So black, white. The it's, magical question becomes the magical question. This is the magical question. Yes. How do you find that commonality? Like, how do you develop? How do you get to a point where you're just like, okay, hey, um, we we are we are different and this is your opinion how do you get to that point where um you're you're coming from like i guess an open perspective knowing that each other uh you guys have different views so number one coming from a very personal and also vulnerable perspective is recognizing that i am broken recognizing that i have struggles recognizing and acknowledging it's not just recognizing it it's working towards acknowledging that it starts off with you you have to see yourself for who you are that you have imperfections and understanding that that doesn't make you a bad person right so when you can make the self-evaluation i feel like we've talked about this before we try to compare ourselves to other people because we want to quote unquote fit in and to take a step back, technically, we already do fit in. It's just that we've created filters. So it's kind of like the other day we were, Cassandra and I, we were, you know, we were looking for a hotel in New York. And what did I do? I went to the filter section and I said, okay, zero to a price range, right? Four star, five star, three star hotel, Midtown, maybe a little bit over here in the Chelsea district. So I was very selective, right? To find a specific matching filtered hotel. And when I did that, do you know what happened? What happened? 
no results found. And the reason why I bring this up is that we live in a world where we are selective and filtering to try to diminish others' values because it might diminish our own values. And this kind of goes back to what you were saying, agreeing to disagree and being able to identify that you don't have, that you don't have, uh, you're not going to share every thought, every idea, every practice that you have and belief that you have in life. That part right there is the hardest part for most people is the acknowledging aspect. Recognizing and acknowledging is, are two different things. Recognizing is being able to say, okay, there's a problem. Acknowledging it is, is, is essentially another word for the acceptance of it. And when you've accepted and have acknowledged, from that grows the opportunity for change. And it's kind of like when you accept that there are issues in the society, instead of deflecting it and rejecting it and ignoring it, it's kind of being in denial, right? It's the, that denial aspect. We do that often. And it actually keeps us from growing but it comes back to us being different and us being uh, like-minded to a certain extent. I think that it, it also kind of comes around to another point. It's more so we've become, we've developed this selfish approach and it really is hard. It's hard to grow uh, a vegetable garden in an environment where weeds are growing because the weeds will end up entangling themselves and suffocating. So you have to prepare and you got to put some work to really get your land or your, you know, your garden ready for your vegetables, for things to prosper. And we really think about that with our society and life and coming back to the whole concept of compassion, compassionate people, I feel like, and I guess we can kind of elaborate on this and maybe even from your own personal perspective, Compassionate people are sometimes looked at as weak, looked at as too nice, the nice guy or the nice lady or, or too kind. You're, you're not, you don't put your foot down enough. And I think people get those confused with being nice because being nice and being kind are completely different things. And being compassionate and being friendly or being, um, being nice or being kind again, it kind of it kind of all in some aspects kind of morphed together over the decade, maybe two decades, and that you could probably speak on because not not to say that you know you are a little bit older and you've been in a different part of the generation that I haven't been in and seen that generational change because it's scary. It's scary that people don't know what compassion is and don't know how to accept or to acknowledge. Your first initial point that you made was that um, compassion, you have to have that self-compassion, right? In order, for you to, in order for you to understand where somebody's coming from, you have to be, have the ability to show compassion to yourself. And Correct. I think that, that I agree with you on that. Like, that's super important because if you can't show compassion to yourself, then you can show compassion to nobody. But in order for you to get to that level of compassion, I think there's one key attribute that you have to develop ultimately. And this is something that I have to have um, as a nurse, and I'm sure you have a level of this um, being an EMT in the ER, is you have to develop a 
you have to develop patience and, and not necessarily patience in the words like, okay, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, waiting. More so patience in, in terms of like, you can't be so quick to get angry. You can't be so quick to get frustrated at somebody. You, you can't be so quick to judge somebody based off of their appearance. And you have to exercise that level of patience when you're talking, when you're meeting with somebody, because by you developing that level of patience, that helps you be able to go from viewing somebody and understanding where they're coming from to now I see exactly why this person is or thinks the way they think, but I don't agree, but I can understand how they got to this conclusion. And um, I think that th that's going to be a, a game changer when it comes to developing um, compassion. Uh, you know, and as we, we previously discussed or previously mentioned, as a society, we would benefit more from just more compassionate people. Cancel culture would not exist if we developed exercise a little bit more patience, if we exercise a little bit more, um, uh, I, I guess, self-compassion, because we wouldn't be so quick to cancel somebody if we understood what it actually meant to understand how that person feels how that per what emotional distress that person must be going through it's traumatic it's hurtful it's it's something that's as harsh on like the psyche the mind and then now you have a certain level of shame that you have to walk back home with to your friends your loved ones and everybody's having the, casting this judgment on you and if we were able to develop self-compassion and develop a little bit more patience with one another, then I don't think cancel culture would exist. And I believe that there is a place for cancel culture. I just think that nowadays it's just it's far too often and far too quick. You know, you, you're you're quick to write somebody off immediately just because of something that they did. The only thing that the person's really honestly guilty of is being human, and that's all of us. Every single one of us are human when we make mistakes. I love I love that because. That is something that I think I actually have to hear. I and I'm only saying because we're transparent here, right, on the on the show. And there are times, you know, we work. We both work in a very stressful environment, and we both know that uh, my patience for people is not the patience for events or certain things. Like, you know, we've talked about certain stocks. You're like, you know, you're not patient with those, fan. Like, come on, get on that, work better, and so. With things, I'm not necessarily as patient. I would rather get those cookies done right away. When I bake cookies, I'm like, oh, 14 minutes. Yeah, when you put them cool. I know. And you got to let them cool too on top of that. So it's like, oh, I want that cookie. And But then when it comes to people, and this is, this is the part that really what you were saying kind of hits me because in the emergency room, we deal with a, a large variety of different personalities and people and different circumstances that we don't always even know. A presenting complaint of abdominal pain might turn out to be, hey, I'm, I've got an abusive situation going on at home. Yeah. And the thing is, we do a lot of something called self-referencing. And I want to talk about self-referencing because this kind of goes and ties back to what you were saying about the only thing that someone's been guilty for is being human. I think the issue with people and compassion and not wanting to be compassionate and are resistant, this is the word, it's not that people aren't capable of being, uh, being compassionate, it's there's a level of resistance. 
And the reason people are resistant to be compassionate is because we have a societal embedded thought process called it's about me. Naturally, there's, there's, it's, there's certain ways you look at this. There's a positive and a negative connotative way. In a situation where you are in a hostile environment, it's about me is going to be important. You need to get out of there, save yourself. That's embedded in us. But when you're sitting and you're waiting for something or, or it's, um, you know, you see somebody got something going on, but you're in, in a rush to get to the airport, but yeah. you can't take the five minutes to help somebody up off the ground or, I mean, I'm using this from the medical standpoint. No, but no I, I, I understand where you're from, uh, where you're coming from. You're, you're basically saying that you're so busy focusing on yourself that you can't even stop and take the time to just help out somebody, even though it would put you back five minutes, only five minutes. And I'm not saying this is where this is where the gray area comes, because we I, I'm going to say I'm going to be honest. I don't stop for every little like if I see a person on the side of the road with a car accident, I have thought about it. But if we were to do that, we would never put ourselves first. We have to be a little selfish. We got to take care, take care of ourselves to a certain extent too. So I'm not saying that it's un, like you're a bad person for not stopping to help. If there's people already there, I'm, it sounds bad. But this is there's that gray area of like, is it being mean? Is it being weak because you're supposed to be compassionate? But that's that's aside. I'm coming more from a place where you have to practice shifting the perspective and being more aware of what others are going through, putting yourself in their shoes. Here's where the self-referencing goes into play. The it's about me mindset, it eliminates the concept of compassion because we're so concerned how it will affect me. For example, this happened actually like I think Cassandra and I just I thought it was about three months into our relationship I got off work one day really early it was nice and I think we were getting like screws and nails or something to hang up stuff in the house and I remember there was a lady that had fallen she tripped over a curb in the Lowe's parking lot now mind you I'm in light blue scrubs right light blue like there's no way to avoid the light blue scrubs. And then on top of that, I was like, okay, I, I just can't like consciously walk by this old lady that fell and had a huge hematoma on her forehead. Like I just can't walk by her like that. So I stopped. I had someone call 911. I started doing what, what I know best. And I said, okay, well, did, you know, are you on a blood thinner? Uh, you know, did you lose consciousness? And just really handling the situation. And the thing about it is, is that I could have kept on walking. Let's say I wasn't in scrubs when I was just wearing regular clothes. In my heart, walking by someone like that, that would make me feel so guilty because I want to make sure this person's okay. Yeah. And I know not everybody can relate medically. I know not everybody just can relate to that example. But the point that I'm making is, is that <clears throat> it's, it could have been, it's all in how you look at it. It could have been an inconvenience. What if we had a dinner reservation at 5.30 that day? And this now the situation is at like five. Now we're going to be late to our dinner because I stopped to help out an old lady to prevent a potential severe injury to become something much worse. The point is at the end of the day, 
I'm not saying we have to stop everything we're doing to exemplify compassion in every single moment because we would be exhausted. You'd wear yourself out. But when there are times that you are capable of doing such, like making that move to be like, okay, this person's got something going on, sitting down and being a good friend and listening. The other day I texted you because I could tell in your text message where you just, you were very simple. I wanted to see how you're doing. And it sounded like you were stressed. Like, you don't like, you know, when your friend is stressed or upset, got something going on because your text messages were a little, you weren't texting me as much. And of course, your response was like, yeah, I got stuff going on. Like, I have a lot of things going on. And I, and I, could t- I just could tell from our communication. And it's those small things. You don't know like how that can be for somebody else. Like you don't know really how you can, ha- like we talked about this, how you can be an impact. So engaging that impact with your friends and the people around us. And I think that's the whole, like, I know I've been kind of rolling around in circles about the whole like self-referencing, but I think self-referencing is a big thing that a lot of us do because how does this situation inconvenience me? What if I, do I really need to check up on how Adler's doing? Do I really need to see if he's doing okay? Well, yeah, he's my friend. Now I'm not saying every five minutes, blow your phone up like, hey, Adler, are you okay? Are you feeling better? Are you doing this? I do that with Cassandra sometimes. Like I'll bother her and I'll say, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Because, you know, genuinely, I just want to know if she's okay because that's just in my heart. I care, right? But it's understanding what it's like to be the other person's shoes as best as possible. And I think that would allow us to be more connected and have more common uh, interactions and more, we would be more aware, more conscious of how interconnected we are. And that's the problem today is that you and I, we see people, we have this show for a reason, right? And we talk about things that people don't want to talk about. And that's the very first step is to be uncomfortable in these conversations and recognize that we all are uncomfortable, that we all have flaws, that we're all broken, that we're all vulnerable, that there's times, like I even told you, I think it was about the middle of the show, I said how, or just a few weeks ago, actually, I said, Adler, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm proud of you, because I know it's sometimes hard to just jump out and be vulnerable on the show. It's hard. It's hard to talk about something that is deep within your soul like that's embedded in you right and for you i think knowing you it's you you doing that this season i think people are feeling it i think people are seeing that side of you because you've been in a place in your life where you've held back you've had cultural parts of your life that have pushed you to hold back and you being such it makes people see that oh i can relate to adler i can understand Rather's coming from or you know just being able to make that connection and then people kind of realize like oh I can be open I can be a communicator I can share what's on my plate and be more compassionate be more involved with people I don't know I, I, mean, I could go on a whole tangent on it but I just feel like that is one of the biggest issues that is a human race we struggle with is oh. How will this affect me? And if it inconveniences me, then I can't do it. Well, it, it, it definitely sounds like it's, it's <laughs> I, and I mean, this is, it's, it's super, um, it's common knowledge, but it sounds to me like if, if you can approach any situation, no matter if it's a moment to <clears throat> be generous, a moment to be compassionate, a, most, uh, a moment to be loving, nurturing, 
you have to understand that whoever it is that you're doing these actions for is human and that there's they're not perfect there's flaws and you have to you have to be able to accept the imperfections as they arise and yep. once you're able to get to a point where you're able to accept those imperfections then you can honestly generate an impact people always say it's like i i, I want to generate an impact i want to be a reason for change i want to facilitate change the way that you facilitate change isn't by getting on a podcast and being on youtube the way that you facilitate change is by facilitating change with the people who are around you the people who are in, in close proximity because if you're the flame then the, every person that comes into your life lights up lights on fire and then that flame spreads from one person to another person another person to another person thus cause causing a wildfire called love there's no other way to say it man i was i love it yeah um uh obviously like you know that's you know we're closing out um i i do know that since we didn't start up with the housekeeping stuff we can end off with the housekeeping stuff and take it away so yeah, so this past week, um, what else I worked on? Uh, hmm. Oh boy, uh, not stressing about small stuff. I feel like sometimes I go through the week, weeks, some weeks, some not, that I worry about little things that have nothing to worry about. And, you know, I get very like, ah, about things. So I think this week, one thing I could definitely work on is being more selective about what to worry about. Maybe not necessarily about a credit card payment, but be more worried about, you know, preparing uh, for a huge trip at the end of the year that's going to require some budgeting, right? Being more proactive and not stressing. And so it's channeling my emotions and thoughts. And I think yeah. that's kind of where I was this week. I was channeling the wrong energy like the wrong not necessarily it's wrong just that more stressed energy and it kind of i would be frustrated about like oh i can't figure out these numbers i can't figure this out so being more proactive about channeling my emotions my thoughts with the small things not stressing out so much um and one really good thing that happened this week is just to stay on the page uh i got i got some props from cassandra um, she, she, she gave me some like kudos for my organization of our itinerary for New York. So I would say that I feel like I'm being more proactive with like a list and, yeah. uh, being more proactive about being detailed and laying things out. So that was one thing I think really stood out this week was being able to not only do that, but also do that with Cassandra. That was That's just good. a very bonding moment for us to sit down and line up our trip. And so, that's how you grow as a, uh in a relationship for sure so that's that's pretty awesome man congratulations thanks man how about you um the good thing that happened this week is i finished out another assignment so now i'm completely finished with that and um i've signed another contract out in uh, california over at kaiser so i'm looking forward to starting that uh, in september so that's my my good uh like my piece of good news for this week um, as far as like something I need to work on, um, you know, it, 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 it's true, kind of like what you, you, you mentioned earlier, this week has been like a really just tough emotional roller coaster just for me and my family. So um, 
and when that happens, I internalize and I shut down. And uh, unfortunately, I fell right back into my habit. I was just like, all right, well, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to discuss things. And I just want to just, just be left alone. And so I kind of just, you know, hermit crabbed, so to speak. And um, I acknowledge it. I see it. Uh, the only way I can honestly get better from it is by being placed in that same situation and choosing to do different. So, um, I'm but it's that acknowledging factor that we talked about. It's being able to acknowledge, not just recognize, but acknowledge because growth yeah. spurts from that, right? That acknowledgement. Yeah. I mean, and, and so I'm hoping for, you know, God forbid there's a next time, but if there is a next time, I hope that instead of like just going into shutdown mode, I can kind of, uh, you know, be a little bit more like, all right, Hey, I'm struggling. And then just kind of like seek, seek counsel or seek help or something like that you know yeah and, well uh, i'm here for you buddy i'm here yeah. for you i appreciate it man i appreciate it uh do you want to close out for us um tell the people what the, what website we can they can connect with us and what our instagram uh handles yeah. are and everything so for anybody who's new to this whole wonderful thing called tbyn um did it do that again yeah, it, I don't. It's, I'm okay. I remember when you throw a thumbs up, it recognizes it and throws it up. I wonder if they will show the hand. Okay. Uh, so, is yours do it too? I don't think so. That anyway. Go go ahead. So, um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh yeah, Instagram handles. So now you're gonna try to do it until your thumb pops yeah, up. Go, yeah. So Instagram handle is going to be the best you nation simple as easy as one, two, three, as Michael Jackson's once said, ABC one, two, three. Um, and then for those who don't know, uh, you guys can uh, visit tbynworldwide.com to learn more about us, learn about our mission, learn about what our purpose is um, as we're reaching worldwide levels, as well as our world famous coffee called the Best Brew Coffee. I have had some great feedback over the last few weeks. It's been really exciting just to hear people say, oh my God, your coffee is just the, like, it's just insane. And, and for our exclusive, especially our exclusive uh, has got, has been getting a lot of attention. So um, that's been a positive. And if you buy two bags, any two bags of coffee, shipping's always free. And then of course, guys, you can follow us on Instagram, follow us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our page, our channel. The We've best seen, nation. I've actually yeah. seen some growth there. I've seen about four new people follow the our channel. So we're making a little we're making some progress. Hey, that's little growth is is better than no growth. So that's exactly right. And then follow if you are looking for some fitness tips and learning to be more fit. Don't come to me. Go to Adler, and uh, go to Twenty Four Hours in a Day on Instagram. And then if you just want to see some awesome photos of Cassandra and I and all the places that we visit, and of course my dog Phoebe you guys can visit uh, the Finn Foster. And that's just my, you know, my personal page. But with that being said, guys, we love you. We appreciate you every single time you hop on and listen to us. We are 7,000 plus people strong. We're in 38 nations. We're in 35 or 36 states now where progress is just progress. We couldn't do it without you guys. And as we're closing out this season and this episode, I just want to say thank you to you, Adler, for pushing me even when it's hard even when I'm frustrated, even when I gave a little bit of lip about, you know, being accountable for what I need to get done, whether that's studying 
or uh, you know, getting episodes done at 9:30 at night. Because sometimes I'm just like, oh, why? We have a purpose, we have a goal, we have a reason why we're here. And I appreciate you for always being there for me because I will say uh, it's it's tough sometimes, you know, just to stay focused because I'm 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 doing a million things at all the time. So thank yeah. you. But anyways, guys, we love you. Adler, I appreciate you, man, every single day. Thank you for being, you know, my co-host and, you know, making this podcast happen. Because honestly, again, it goes back to the beginning. I couldn't do it alone. It just wasn't, it wasn't in my uh, cards to do so. So I appreciate you. Well, hey, I appreciate you too, man. Um, we're just going to have to just keep on growing one step at a time and, you know, just stay again. This is just really consistency. Consistency is what separates uh, those that can't and those that can. So right. um, we'll keep at it. We'll keep growing. Um, we love you guys. We appreciate you. I hope every single person has a wonderful week. And as a side challenge, um, this is my challenge to you guys. I want you guys to at least have two compassionate acts this week. Two compassionate act, compassionate acts, and then tag uh the best you nation or finn or myself and just tell us about it tell us those two things that you did this week and then hopefully we can share it um in the next episode that's right said take care have a wonderful week stay positive let's go we're out